Welcome to the Process Breakdown Podcast, where we talk about streamlining and scaling operations of your company, getting rid of bottlenecks, and giving your employees all the information they need to be successful at their jobs. Now, let's get started with the show. Dr. Jeremy Weiss here, host of the Process Breakdown Podcast, where we talk about streamlining and scaling operations of your company, getting rid of bottlenecks, and giving your staff everything they need to be successful at their job. Before I formally introduce Eric and Adi, who you see on the video, if you're watching the video, I like to always talk about past guests on the podcast. Who else should you check out? And we had David Allen of Getting Things Done. We've had Michael Gerber, the E-Myth. We had the famous Adi Clevett, who's actually here today. We've had the past COO of Charity Water and many, many more. So check it out. And before we get to it, this episode is brought to you by Sweet Process. And if you've had team members ask you the same questions over and over and over again, and maybe the 10th time you spent explaining it, there is actually a better way. There's a solution. It's Sweet Process. It's a software that makes it drop dead easy to train and onboard new staff, save time with existing staff. And I was talking with the owners, Owen, not only do universities, banks, hospitals, and software companies use them, but first responder government agencies use them in life or death situations to run their operations. So I'm like, oh, and if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. So sign up for a free 14-day trial. No credit cards required. Go to sweetprocess.com. That's sweet like candy, S-W-E-E-T process.com. I'm excited to introduce Eric Burnside, who is the vice president and director of business development for independent retirement, which is a Portland-based family-owned and operated third-party administration firm. And they specialize in, in retirement plan design, consulting, and much more. And Eric is focused on helping advisors grow their retirement plan business by partnering with them to deliver best-in-class retirement plan solutions. And I have a Dee Clevett, also CEO of Business Success Consulting Group. She helps businesses scale. How does she do that? She does that by helping them implement efficient business infrastructure, processes, and systems. Okay. She also runs an amazing podcast called The Systems Simplified Podcast. So check that out as well. Thanks both for joining me. Thank you, Jeremy. I wanted to start off, Eric, and just tell me, I know I give a brief introduction, but tell people a little bit more about your company and what you do. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. Pleasure to be here. Um, Independent Retirement was started in 2006. Uh, As I said, it's a family business founded by my mother, Linda Burnside really uh, founded on the idea that we could work with small business owners and help them set up retirement benefits for their uh, for themselves and their their employees. The way we do that is we connect with financial advisors in the community, we consult with them, and we connect with their clients and deliver best in class solutions. So uh, that's how we try to serve the community around us. We are focused primarily in Oregon and Western Idaho. Uh, growing team, 10, 11 folks, and uh, and having a lot of success and fun with it. So we're going to break down how you have been able to systematize the business and put in process in place. But two things. One, um, I want to hear about a little bit of how is it like working with your mom? And two, how did you get the domain independentretirement.com? That, that seems like a really hard domain to get. Uh, 2006, my, my, it might've been less of a difficult time to get those types of domains, but most people often complain that it's too long. So I don't know. 
Um, <laughs> there are two words, you know, it's hard to get two words people can mostly spell and say clearly. So I like it. What's it like working with your mom? Uh, you, you know, it's, is anybody, she's going to be listening to this. So just be careful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is anybody that's worked in a family business? Um, there's definitely challenges that come with it. Um, I think there's a lot of personal experience that you bring into that, uh, day to day. Um, and that was very difficult to navigate in the early years. Um, so we, we had our, our difficult moments where we would essentially, uh, you know, challenge each other on vision, um, how we wanted the business to run and operate, where we wanted the business to go. Um, you have generational differences in terms of what, you know, I'm in my 30s, she's older, what she wants to accomplish, what I want to accomplish. So there's different, there's a lots of different um, points of friction. Um, so it took us two or three years to navigate that, to develop a you know, a comfort level. And I think the most important breakthrough that we had was defining where our strengths were and what our specific roles are. So today we operate, she drives all service and I drive all sales. And, uh, and that was, you know, that created really defined boundaries and, you know, anything that landed on that side of the business, you know, she, she was definitely uh, in her wheelhouse. So. Love it. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Cause I mean, dynamics are hard in business in general, but then you add that layer of family to it. It makes for an interesting dynamic. So right. uh, I appreciate it. And, and that that's good advice for anyone. I mean, any partners in a business is like having these defined roles, you know, makes things probably smoother in general. So I love to hear a little bit more about, um, now I know you serve, you're mentioning you serve, um, financial advisors. Correct. Um, talk about some of the things, you know, we're talking about creating systems around a business. Um, talk a little bit about, um, you know, you discovered sweet process, right? How did you discover sweet process? Well, we, we initially discovered a D and, and, and a D introduced us to sweet process. And so what, when you were thinking and starting to work with the D, what was it that attracted you to do that? What was going on in the business? Or like, we need some external advice? It's a great, that's a great question. So at that point in time, before I was introduced to a D, I realized we're, we're a small business and there are certain points of fragility in our operation. And one of them was the fact that we didn't have well-documented procedures around our processes. So the issue with that in my mind was um, it made it very difficult to train staff and to kind of put context around that. We have a vision of doubling the client base of the organization in the next five years, which means I will need to hire four to five consultants to serve that uh, amount of growth. And uh, that puts a lot of pressure on recruiting, hiring, onboarding, and then of course, training and developing those folks to serve clients well. And if you don't have documented procedures, I felt like, you know, it was going to be very costly to go through that process, uh, both in terms of time and, uh, you know, from the staff that would have to do one-on-one -on -one training. Otherwise, 
and in terms of you know just just money because of the delayed ramp up with those folks. So that's one issue was how do we make training more efficient ahead of anticipated growth for the organization. The second thing is <clears throat> to prepare the organization for succession. My mom grew up in this business. She's been a practitioner for 30 years, 35 years, really. Um, she has a wealth of technical knowledge and I have nothing. Like I have an, a sort of an ability and an energy and a drive to sell and connect with folks, but technically I don't know how to do the work. So to de-risk the succession, I felt like it was important for the firm to invest in documenting process. So first thing was training. Second thing was uh, facilitating succession. And the third thing is, as I look ahead, there's a lot of consolidation happening in our industry. There, it's a fragmented industry where there's a lot of mom and pop shops that do what we do uh, that are subscale. And we have, like in a lot of industries right now, private equity coming in and, and doing roll-ups or there's acquisition and just general consolidation. So the third thing was if I knew if I had my processes documented, and if I went and acquired a, a similar firm in scope and scale, that I'd be at an advantage in rolling up that business into mine, in, into ours, um, because we would have a way of doing things and we could teach people how we do things and we can assimilate the businesses more quickly and so forth. So really it was three things. It was training, it was succession planning, and it was putting the position business in a better position to make mergers and acquisitions in the future. Yeah. And I'm going to hear from you on how did you, when you stepped in, what did you do? How did you use sweet process? But, you know, Eric, I love what you said there because oftentimes people are, they're like experts in their industry and that's why people come to them except for it's living in their head. And so they're doing it. And, but when you want to grow, when you want to grow, you need to train and when you train you to onboard people and then you can grow through acquisition or be acquired. And it's more, um, it's better for a company. They see that you have everything documented and everything like that. So I totally see that. Um, and so Adi, talk a little bit about what you came in and started to do and how you use sweet process. Sure. So the first thing that we did is we identified the core processes in the business, you know, so we mapped it out. We identify what are the core processes that we will need to address then for each core process, we identified the procedures that need to be written in order to accomplish the training, in order to accomplish the consistency, in order to make sure that the knowledge being transferred. And I started working with each group. So for instance, we are working now with the operations. You know, We work with the administration part of it. We work with the sales part of it. And then we created each one of those procedures with screenshots and videos, and we um, we interviewed the staff. We extracted the knowledge. You know, we gave assignments for the staff to write. Some of them wrote it themselves. So it was a combination of all of that, and it was always coming to a review by Linda and Eric to make sure that everything makes sense. And that's basically the scope of the project. And now we are at a stage where we're actually rolling it out by actually having each staff member 
um, get we assign them the procedures that they need to do and have them read it and have them that's the aspect of them making sure that it's followed by all so everyone knows those procedures and they're actually being followed and make sure that if anything is missing we add to it or they're being used in order to perform the activities to and make sure that they're being followed how do you get staff to use it because like you know uh, any company out there like listen obviously it makes total sense to do this and when you go in and these people are like, well, I'm used to doing it this way. Now you're changing what I'm doing and people don't love change. So how do you get people go in and, and get people to buy into it and actually use it? So, you know, I have a podcast that we actually did when you interviewed me that is explain how processes and procedures are, how can we actually make them being followed by all? So definitely that's like a 45 minute talk about that. But just in a, in a nutshell, it's a matter of assigning it to everyone in the company. And that's why Sweet Process is such an important tool because you can actually assign those processes and procedures to everyone in the company. Make sure that they actually, they actually read it and then have them give input so they have, you know, we can hear what they have to say because they are the ones that are actually doing it on a day-to-day -day basis. So just to clarify, we use, we work with some consultants. Um, Basically, the people that are providing the service are called consultants. So we work with them in order to extract the knowledge, to do the knowledge transfer. But then we had everyone review it so they can actually um, give us feedback on how it's working. But it's really also starting with the top. So it's with Linda and Eric. And Eric is so committed to apply it and getting it implemented in the business that he was the driving force. Right, Eric? I mean, is that accurate? Yeah, that's 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 incredibly accurate. Yeah. Yeah, because without without um the owner actually or the CEO or you know the top leadership actually buying into it and deciding that this is the way it's going to be used and that when there are issues, we always refer back to the procedures, you know, see if there is a procedure or if there isn't. I mean, there was just an issue that came up recently that the first question is, do we have a process to handle it? And you know, there wasn't. So we're now writing it. So that's that can be an example, right? If there is a situation in order to avoid it in the future, you want to make sure it's being documented. So that is the number one is like basically the top from the top down to have that um, attitude and that commitment to get those processes implemented. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that accountability is huge. One is accountability of the staff. You can see what they're doing, what they're looking at, but there's an accountability from the top down because if the leadership sees it's that important, they're going to keep reinforcing. Let's go back to the process. So it's the staff has to go back to the process because that's what they're reinforcing. And Adi, I'm going to have you in a second. I have a question for Eric, but I'm going to have you talk about you know, since you work a lot with Sweet Process, what are some of the features that you like that maybe people know about, maybe they don't? But Eric, I wanted to ask, how does this help you manage and how does it help you run the company now that you have these procedures and processes in place? Yeah, so in my role, um, I, I it's been incredibly helpful to put these to conceptualize the process, what we're doing, whether it's a big task or small task, and go through the exercise of writing it down and putting it into words. 
And it's the same in, in, in sort of the, the process of writing in general in that you sort of scrutinize as you go through the writing process and you reflect on how you are doing things to determine whether they make sense in the scope of that particular task, but also in the broader scope of perhaps the project or certain milestones of the project, and then interdepartmentally. So yes, we're a small team, but is the implementation process making sense with the sales process that happens before it? And then after implementation, does that make sense with you know, what we would call administration? Um, so there's a lot of, it, it, it's a very, uh, uh, it, it requires a lot of discipline in your, in your uh, forces, I should say, a lot of discipline into your business yeah. process itself. Um, it almost feels like you're, you're maturing as an organization as you go through it. Because I'll tell you from 2006 up until 20, 2021, when before Sweet Process, before AD, a lot of things are just institutional knowledge. It's just, I know this because I do this. Yeah. And that is... That's a it's, scary thing. Like if someone very leaves... Scary, good thing. Yeah. It's good for the time being, but if someone leaves or something happens, all of a sudden, right. it's not a good thing. Right. And I can share that, you know, in 2018, it was a very vulnerable uh, part of our, our, our business. We had 100% turnover in our client-facing roles over the course of 18 months. It was a complete disaster. It was a very difficult season of business, which I think that lived in my mind long enough to come to this place in 20, you know, later 2021, 2022, where we're working with a D and trying to, again, mitigate, you know, that type of thing happening. Yeah. And it's also huge as far as working with uh, clients, customers, because now you could, I mean, not saying you could plug anyone in, but like you have this process that is trainable by people, even if someone has, you know, in, in, especially because your mom is so experienced, she could transfer that, you know, 30 plus years experience now to the new people and train them on this. Whereas before it's hard sometimes to get out of your head. And I love what you said about the force function, because it's kind of a force function in you, you start looking at all of the, how everything works together and you create these improvements and efficiencies because you're going through this process of what is the process and how does it work together? Right. Um, so Adi, talk about features, you know, like you're very well-versed in sweet process. You work across lots of different, you know, clients with this. What are some things that um, you want people to know that, that maybe to you is common knowledge that people should be using within sweet process? Well, I think it will be the um, the ability to create the correct processes, like actually how to separate which one, which are processes, which are procedures, right? So when you use, I mean, if our listeners are using Sweet Process, they will know what I'm talking about. You have to really identify the core processes and then how to break it down into the procedure so it makes sense. So it's not too much, it's not too little, it has the right amount of information. How can you actually um, reach the information that you need. And one of the best features is actually the how searchable it is, right? So you can search any topic, any word, and it will actually show you all the processes and procedures and the policies where that word appears. So that is 
I think, a great function of uh, sweet process. Also, the ability to assign the procedures as a task, which you can also use it in training because that's what we did. We basically assigned procedures or and actually entire processes to a team. And Eric gave him a due date and asked him to review it and give comments. So there is also the function of writing comments in sweet process where you can comment directly on the procedure in sweet process. So that's definitely a great feature as well. Um, you know, looking at versions, so you can actually have the different versions, so you know what changes were made. So it makes mm. makes it very easy to see um, the the changes and the edits from one time to another when we met. So you can see what what was the difference. You don't have to reread the entire procedure, but you can see what was edited or what was added. The ability to embed videos and screenshots very easily that's very helpful as well because then you can create procedures that are very easy to see and I mean to read to um, refer to. And so it uses all the methods of learning, whether it's visuals, audio, um, just reading, writing, et cetera. So I think, I think those are the main features. Anything else, Eric, that you think I missed? I, I mean, I would, I would just highlight that the versioning was, you know, something we really uh, wanted out of our uh, process documentation system. Um, it was, that, that was valuable to us. Yeah, and I think also the feature, the ability to zoom in and out in terms of the processes and procedures, meaning you can look at it big picture. You can look at the big picture of all the core processes. You can see the core processes across the company. Then if you want to zoom in on one of them, then you can see the, how it breaks, how they break down into procedures. Then you go into the procedures, you can actually look at the big steps. And then if you want to use it for training, you can actually uncollapse it so you can read the explanation. So it basically allows you to use it for training as well as for day-to-day -day operations because let's say you have a step to do something, okay, do A, B, C. So when you're training, you actually want to explain how to do A, B, C, right? So you have the actual explanations of how to do it. But let's say you want to use it as a checklist so you don't forget to do A and B and C, but you don't need the explanation on how to do it. You can actually collapse those steps so you can have the the bigger view of do A, do B, do C as a checklist, and then you can just check it off. But then if you bring somebody else that is new and you want to teach them, you can uncollapse it and actually read the instructions. So I think that flexibility is uh, very, very definitely very good, very beneficial. Also, the ability to assign procedures and assign processes to the different teams creates, it allows you to organize it in a very good way, because if you have a certain team that you can see what processes and procedures apply to that particular team and it separates it from another. So it's the ability to organize. Um, it's also a great feature. What would be an example, D, I'm not sure the simplest example of, you know, to give people an idea of, okay, this is, this is some example of the procedures and this is kind of the, the whole process of it. What's something we, so people can kind of hold on to something tangible. I don't know. Sure. I mean, you know, either, I like to, yeah. I always give that example. I actually like to give an example from an totally unrelated field, just a simple example. So like making breakfast, right? So let's say making breakfast can be a process. So you can have making breakfast is a process, um, making lunch is a process and making dinner is a process, right? So you would take making breakfast and then you can break it down to the different procedures. So a procedure can be making your coffee, you know, um, 
preparing the eggs, you know, cleaning, the, setting up and cleaning the table. Those are all procedures within the entire process of making breakfast. And then you have a policy where policy is basically an, a guideline or a rule of how to execute the poly, the processes. Like I want my eggs over medium. That's right. That can be yeah. it can be a policy or it can be a policy that, you know, always eat breakfast before you leave the house. Right. Or every breakfast should have, I don't know, 20 grams of protein or what, what not, you know, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I like my coffee, this, that, this, that or that. Right. So that will be the policy. And. The good thing about sweet process is that you can you can basically link all of them so you can have you have a process you have the procedures as part of it and then you can link the policies so you can always look at the rules and guidelines as part of the overall package. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah, and I hear that time and time again the searchability uh people love because you can just anyone can find it in the company because I've heard of people you know, they have stuff on hard copy or they have it on like just a document somewhere and you can't not not everyone from the company can even find it. So the searchability and the versions as well, I've heard is our popular features. Um, you know, I'd love to hear, um, Eric, from your standpoint, how what's been a big game changer for you? Um, like how has it changed your maybe a typical day or week by having this? Um, I would say that. And I don't know if it's maybe you could sleep better at night. I mean, because you have these in place, but what's been, uh, how has it maybe changed your typical day or? Yeah, on my, on my typical day. So I, I would say that it's, it's actually just been a tool for me. So some of the things that just to bring the listener into my, you know, real problems that I'm facing right now as a small business owner, we wake up and it's just, it's always a nice night fight. There's always things to do and problems to solve. Well, one of those was like, I have been bottlenecked on the sales side. So I facilitate inbound inquiries. I've, I help underwrite those opportunities. I've got to price those things. And I've also got to run implementation. But if I'm bottlenecked in implementation, I can't get to sales. Okay, well, I was the only person doing implementation. So sweet process, I went through the process, working with a D, documented what are all, what's the process of client implementation? What are the procedures underneath uh, client implementation? And then over the last two weeks, I've been training some of our support staff to to be able to delegate those specific aspects of implementation. Mm -hmm. And what that's done for me is be able to let go of some of those responsibilities to be able to expand my bandwidth or my time available to help financial advisors with their clients in establishing you know, new plans, which is really where I think I can make an impact for an organization for our organization less so on the implementation side so that's like that's an immediate kind of benefit that if i didn't have sweet process if i didn't have this documentation it would be so much more time consuming to train staff yeah. so so it sounds like you're able to kind of stay in your zone of genius more because you can put these processes generous. in place and <laughs> save time because now you can offload it to people who can do it. You got it out of your head and you can stop being the bottleneck in certain 
aspects and handing it off to different people from the team, even if they may not have the expertise because you have this documented process. Um, yeah. And I would say, I mean, if you want another example, just a, a little bit different um, way we've leveraged this, the, the documentation and sweet process is, um, you know, in my day-to-day role, I, again, I'm in sales and not in service. I am in you know, kind of the front end of the experience with clients and so forth, and not necessarily once the plan is established. And, uh, and we have a lot of work to be done. Um, you know, it, 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 but I was able to sort of gain a, a, an insight on a particular aspect of how we were doing the work, which was uh, which was done globally for every client. And it was a very manual process, very Excel driven manual process of manipulating data that we get for clients. And I could see this and I had this sense that this needs to be automated. Right. And the documentation that Adi put together was here's how we're doing it today. And by being able to just look at it and be and sort of connect dots that maybe other people couldn't connect or just have a broader vision, like this particular thing could certainly be automated. And we found a software tool that would do the automation. And so we're like, we literally took out about 30 minutes of work across our client base of about 425 clients with this simple insight. And before the documentation, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any reason to know that. I wouldn't have any reason to know why we were doing this, that, or, or the other in this particular way. But that documentation was there and I could look through it. I reviewed it. And in anyway, these light bulbs went off, yeah. dots connected, and I could solve that problem. So um, I love it. Yeah, yeah. It allows people from other departments to gain insights or give insights to the process. And oftentimes, you know, innovation can comes outside of a department or industry because they're looking at it differently. So sure. that I, I love that. Um, I want to get both of your take on this and a deal start with you and then Eric with you. But so this all sounds great. And someone's like, okay, I, I need to streamline my operations. And I mean, I feel like all of us always need to be working on streamlining our operations and, and systems. What's a very next step that someone listening should take to start to streamline operations, All right? So Adi, I'll start with you. And then Eric, I love you from the, you know, the owner perspective, what, what you would tell people. Well, I would tell, I would say, okay, so make a decision first. I mean, you heard from Eric, you know what, Eric, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's, it's your decision. You made a decision that that needs to happen, that you have to stop that wheel of just going round and round and round. But you said, okay, that's it. I'm going to do something about it, right? So I think it's making that decision of we need to systematize. I mean, Jeremy, you said we all need to all the time. That's right. But you have to make the decision. Okay, this is what we're going to be doing. We're going to systematize. We're going to start. We're going to take on this project. And then the next thing would be to find where to start. Where are you going to start a systematization? You know, which point, what part of your organization is causing you the biggest pain point, right? Where are you going to get the biggest return on investment if you had well-documented processes and procedures? So it's like Eric was saying, you know, he's doing the implementation and the sales. We totally, we could even quantify it in terms of like the amount of sales that it's costing the organization and the amount of growth. if if you don't have the bandwidth to actually do the amount of sales that you want. So it's really identifying that place that 
it's the biggest bottleneck or the biggest pain point that if you actually had well-documented processes and procedures, you will get the biggest return on investment. And that is the point where I would start. Eric, what about you? What would you tell someone listening um, the next step they should start to take to streamline operations? It, it's a good question. I um, the, the, the path that I took was, again, I, it's similar to what a, a D would recommend it in the sense of you have to come to that conclusion that this is an important part of your, your, your business strategy is to systematize the business. Once you've made that decision, for us, it was really important to find a consultant to help with that. And the reason why it was important is because uh, you just, it's hard to find the time. It's hard to really uh, have the discipline to commit to documentation. I think that's the biggest hurdle for us in our, in our past is, am I going to block out an hour, two hours, three hours every week? What, you know, I've got to fit that into a million things I have to do as a business owner. This particular thing is a very much a delayed gratification function. Yeah. Like writing documentation is is not fun in the in the moment. So really, it's it's not. I mean, for some people that like to geek out on systems, like I I can kind of relate to that. But for the majority of your staff that are busy with work that's revenue producing work or client facing work, it's hard to pull them away and say, I need you to document what you're doing. Because if you do that, it will really help the business six months from now or 12 months from now. And they're like, well, I really got stuff to do right now, today, that makes a difference, right? So for us, what it bringing somebody else outside of the organization into that conversation had this amazing impact of, okay, now we have somebody we're accountable to. And you work with somebody like a D that is very, you know, very driven, very professional, and has a ton of expertise to throw that problem, they can kind of pull you through the process. They can force those tasks to rise to the level of priority that maybe you wouldn't think they would otherwise. They'll make sure there's time on the calendar to document that particular thing. Um, and I thought that was, that, that's the only way we got across the finish line here. I mean, I, I think I would, I would not be a quarter of the way through it if, if it weren't for, you know, a D's help. So. Yeah. Uh, that's a great advice, Eric. Cause I think in any aspect that, you know, some of the, the people I've interviewed, their best advice is just hire the expert. I mean, that saves time. It saves money in the long run of doing it right. And I love what you said about the discipline and documentation, because sometimes it's hard. It's like, listen, Eric, we could do this in five minutes and you're going to make me sit and document this for an hour and a half. But in the end, that's going to save hundreds of hours, right? But in the moment, it's hard to think like that. Like, I can just get this done in five minutes. Don't worry about it. But I totally get that. So first of all, thank you both for, uh, for everything. Everyone check out more episodes of Process Breakdown. Check out um, Sweet Process. Check out Adi's site and Eric's site. Uh, independentretirement.com and, and thank you both. Thank you, thank Jeremy. You Thanks for listening to the Process Breakdown Podcast. Before you go, quick question. 
Do you want a tool that makes it easy to document processes, procedures, and or policies for your company so that your employees have all the information they need to be successful at their job? If yes, sign up for a free 14-day trial of Sweet Process. No credit card is required to sign up. Go to sweetprocess.com, sweet like candy, and process like process.com. Go now to sweetprocess.com and sign up for your risk-free 14-day trial. Hi, this is Owen, the CEO and co-founder here at Sweet Process. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast interview, uh, actually, you know what I want you to do? Go ahead and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That way we get more people aware of the good stuff that you get here on this podcast. Again, go on to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Looking forward to reading your review. Have a good day. Mm -hmm.